Hey everybody and welcome back to Gamers First Podcast. It's another week. We missed you last week, but uh, I was out of town on spring break in the mountains of Tennessee and Brian was uh, having some fun of his own at South by Southwest. That and is I- correct. I was chilling I- at South by. I even... We might have been gone, but I, I put an article up for everybody as well as a new review uh, two days ago. Yeah, so uh, so we've got we've got more content for you. Don't worry, and you'll hear more about South by as we go along. Um, but just so you know, this is just a conversational podcast. Brian and I like to talk about games and a little bit of movies and that kind of stuff. Uh, but so you're here with me, Drew, and Brian, and uh, we are here today to talk about games so let's kick it off like we always do with uh what have you been playing brian you mentioned a review you just put up does that mean you finished another game yes that means i finished another game i put up the review for tomb raider i had lots of fun playing that game um and it wasn't really that long you know it's like all like 12 hours took me like four or five days to beat it but it was really awesome, and I uh, and as I said in my review, I, I think it's the first game I reviewed that I said was worth buying. So, I believe that is correct. Uh, I <laughs> I was limited in my options when I reviewed Journey because <laughs> uh, you can only get that game through purchasing it, right? Uh, or I suppose illegal means, but you cannot rent Journey. You cannot. Uh, but you should buy Journey. But you should also buy Tomb Raider. Brian it's good. says. So good, man. It was really – and on the other side of the spectrum, I started playing Dead Space 3, and this might be the first review I've ever done that is going to be about how bad that game is. <laughs> that's, that's a shame, man. I hope, it, I hope it picks up a little bit for you, but I know you are a hardcore Dead Space guy, and this is not a Dead Space game. God, it's not. Just in the first opening moments, I was like, this is not Dead Space. What the hell am I playing? Well, where's the other one like you're freaking out and going insane right away? Yeah, and there's no, I mean, even from what I read, there's like barely any um, like hallucinations, which I just don't understand how that's even possible. And already the game makes no sense. Like, I don't even know why I call it Dead Space 3 or use the same characters because in no way is it a progression of, of like the end of the last one. I mean, anyways, uh, I can talk about that later. I've only played like an hour, so I guess I really can't say much, but I can tell you from the opening moments that that is not a Dead Space game. It's some sort of odd survival action horror thing i hope it gets better for you Uh, (laughs) we'll see that's what i'm playing i uh i until yesterday afternoon had not played any video games since our last podcast hey oh yeah i was uh i was very busy i uh i had work and that kind of stuff through the weekend, and then I was uh, I was preaching last week. For those of you that don't know, I'm a seminarian student, uh, seminary student in, uh, seminarian. in Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. What is a seminarian student? A person who a seminarian is one who attends seminary. Ah, okay. <laughs> I am a seminarian or a seminary student. I uh, I got a little ahead of myself there, but yeah, um, I was I was busy writing sermons and stuff for last week. Um, and then I also, my fiance was in town, so we were, uh, and then we went out of town to Tennessee. You got good priorities. So, I do not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> um, but yesterday, uh, finally, like, back in the groove enough that I could sit down and, and take some video game time, and I uh, checked my PlayStation Plus 
perks. And oh, yeah. lo and behold, I end up with uh, with quite a few uh, nice little like uh, jewels, if you will. Yeah, some gems maybe. <laughs> uh, and closure was one of them that I picked up. Uh, another one, Joe Danger Two, the movie. Danger, yeah. And uh, and the third one that I picked up, which I have not played yet, but I'm very excited to play, is The Cave. Um, I, I think like, I've heard about that. Yeah, that's. Um, Oh my goodness, Ron Gilbert, uh, famous famous adventure game creator, and then That's this right. is the one that he used to kickstart to to kick off. And so I've heard good things. It's supposed to be good. It's supposed to be an adventure game. I'm fine with adventure games. I'm not necessarily like super awesome about it, but I've heard the story is fun mm-hmm. and entertaining enough to take you through it. Cool. Um, so I'm excited to get into that one. I played I played about 45 minutes of Closure. I played about 45 minutes of Joe Danger. Uh, both very fun. Closure's got a really nice ambiance to it. It's uh, when you shine light on things, they change. Or when light is shining on things, they change. That's pretty cool. Um, and so they're either like real or not real depending on if there's light. Right. And that kind of stuff. So it, it makes uh, for some fun platforming. And then Joe Danger is, uh, you know, I never would have paid for it because it really just reminds me of like a mobile experience. Like I could really? totally play this on my on my iPhone kind of thing, or I play games like this on my iPhone. It feels yeah. a little bit temple runny kind of. Uh, oh, but that's it, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit deeper than that. But it is it is very fun, and there are some good challenges built in. You know, you're earning stars for the levels and that kind of stuff. Um, so it's it's fun and it's it's nice to play for you know short chunks of time. Uh, and then the other thing that I did play was uh, I'm, you know, I God of War Ascension is not getting the greatest reviews, but it's still getting good reviews, and it's still a game that I would like to play. But before I am going to let myself play God of War Ascension, I'm going to replay my uh, and play for the first time all of the God of War games. You know, actually, that you bring that up, uh, did you see what uh, if you buy Ascension on GameStop right now? So anyone who doesn't have it, if you're interested in getting it, and you get it through GameStop online for the sixty dollar price, and you can you can even put in a code called Saver, I believe, which will get you free shipping. And for the price of that game, you will get the God of War collection, which has God of War One, God of War Two, God of War Three, God of War Chains of Olympus, and God of War Ghost of Sparta. That's right. Yeah, you get the. Uh... The entire, I believe it's called the saga. The saga. Don't yeah. don't don't be confused because it, or it is very confusing because there are multiple God of War collections, um, but you, you're getting the saga, which has all five other God of War games, all five games other right. than Ascension, and those uh, two which were is, on PSP, and you can uh, you can yeah, so, convert it for PlayStation. Right. So I I have played God of War one, two, and three. Um, I am playing them again because like, and I'll also get new trophies. So I think I'm going to try to platinum at least one. One looks pretty pretty doable. So I'm uh, surprised you played one right now, though. Shouldn't you wait till you play Ascension, which is before one, and then play one? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that, but I don't have to spend any money to start at one right now since I already <laughs> have the saga. That's that's how I feel about yeah. that. Um, I so and also I don't. Ghost of Sparta isn't that a prequel too? I don't even. Know. I don't, I don't I know where it goes. But I'm playing them. I'm playing one and two, and then I'll play the two PSP games, and then I'll play three, and then I'll play Ascension, nice. uh, which will probably be sometime in the summer. It's going to be a while before I get to those because uh, 
next week it's going to kind of be like uh, stop Bioshock. everything. <laughs> yes, and let's play some Bioshock God, because the pricey of that game, Ugh. the better it looks. Uh, I'm like not watching any of the new trailers. I'm just like waiting. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. I, I may have watched a little bit more than I should have watched. Uh, but you know, I've watched the, I had already watched the first few minutes of it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, and they, they redid that with some commentary and I didn't learn all that much more, but it was, it was good. Dead Space will get me this weekend. So if it doesn't get any better, I'll just write a crap review on it. Even though I probably only played like three hours and I'm going to play some Bioshock. That's right. Don't, don't let anything stand in the way of you and Bioshock Infinite. That game looks great and it, it might be awful. So don't necessarily hold me to that. But I'm definitely going to play it. Even if it's awful, I'm going to review it. It was the best game ever made. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, moving on from that, we got some Sony Microsoft news. Not some really big news, I'd say. There's been lots of talk about the Durango. But there have been some uh, some new screenshots that seem to be confirming that the new Xbox, Durango, whatever the hell this thing is going to be called, will require game installs for anti-piracy issues as well as um, looks like it, it needs to always be connected, which I find really interesting. Um, and I really think now more than ever, Microsoft needs to freaking – they need to have a conference because right now I like – I no problem moving over to PlayStation and never looking back because I'm just not impressed with what Microsoft's doing. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. And, and one thing that really uh, kind of tipped me off on that is we saw – I'm not going to remember the name of the game right now, but there's one that is going to have be exclusive to PlayStation 4 right when it comes out. It's like the island or something like that. The one that's ex- oh, the one that's all puzzles. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's a it's a puzzle adventure game. You yeah. run around the world and solve puzzles. I cannot remember the name right now, but when they asked the developer why why PS4 first, why PS4 only for a certain time or whatever, and instead of saying like oh because this console is all about the games. What he says is in fact, like the inverse of that. And he says, Microsoft's new console, Microsoft is not all about the games for their new console. Microsoft, you know, the Xbox right now is very much an entertainment hub. They have, they they let you use all these apps and that kind of stuff, which is really cool. And business wise for Microsoft, that's great. And you lock in a lot more people or you can lock in a lot more people. Uh, PlayStation gets people because it's also a Blu-ray player. Um, and it's a game console. I mean, PlayStation's always been known as a game console. Right. And so PlayStation 4, you know, they came out and their whole conference was we are for gamers and we are for the hardcore. We're, you know, letting you share your experiences online. And it sounds like at least this developer is convinced that Microsoft is not focused on the gamer. Which would not surprise me. I have been stating it. I have not been stating it on here, so you guys don't know that I'm always right. But uh, I <laughs> called that Sony was going to be really focused on the gamers, and I called that the new Xbox will probably be more designed for families. It, it's going to be – it's going to have Connect on it 100%, and Connect is all family thing. It's not a hardcore gamer device. The coolest thing about it that I would ever use is the voice stuff, which drives me nuts sometimes because I don't say anything, yet it does something anyways. And I think, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I think Microsoft's new console, and I think their conference is going to be about the living room. That's what they're going to call it or something. Or connectivity, which is, which is all it's going to mean. It's just a bunch of malarkey about how they want to bring in people who don't play games, which means to me, I'm not interested. 
and they're going to yeah. want to bring in like TV probably. They're going to try to like make it like it's going to be your media hub. Well, screw that. I don't want a media freaking hub. I want a I want a game device, dude. And then if you want to make it a media hub too, then great. Right, but be about the games first. Yeah, and I don't think they will. I think I think that's correct. I think they will be really about bringing the family together and giving you. I mean, look at what they've done. I mean, look what they rolled out. Like you said, more apps, way more apps. Uh, Xbox Smart Glass and Connect together equal like this giant trio of of multimedia, not games, but like everything, which is really cool. And you're right, it is a great business idea, and and might maybe it'll keep them in. Maybe they'll even do better because people will buy it. You know, for the the media part of it, but I will have no interest in owning a three a, a seven twenty. I'm pretty sure it's probably what they'll call it or the Xbox, whatever it's going to be. If it right. is, if it is not, if it's not games, like I mean, I want to play games. And PlayStation is, oh my god, like I love it. It's it's almost like it's almost like the PlayStation One again because that's what the PlayStation One was. It was the gaming device. Like every gamer who gamed owned a PlayStation. Yeah, it was. A lot of people call it uh, one of the or that that was the golden age of. Of games that we're mm-hmm. you know we're now in the new age and the modern age whatever. And look at the architecture of the PS4. Everybody, every developer, Kevin Levine, uh, 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 get uh, Randy Pitchford, like all these guys are saying how amazing it is that the PS4 is a PC architecture. It's astonishing. They're like, oh my god, I can't wait. I mean, we're gonna be throwing games at this already that are gonna look twice as good and run twice as fast. Right. Yeah. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. And you know, I I. Really, I think the new Xbox is probably going to run Windows 8 or something probably. very close yeah. to it because that's just Microsoft's model right now. Yeah. And uh, so, so we'll see how it goes. But it, it is very interesting. This uh, always online yep. is, you know, uh, a lot if of people they're gonna talk about kill the drawbacks. Games, that's it. Microsoft's done. If PlayStation o- opens these games and Microsoft denies them, no way. Yeah, well, they can't. It's, I mean, that's suicide. That's, oh, my God, yeah. Especially with PlayStation being able to play used games. Like, everybody will be like, all right, well, screw you. What's the yep. point? I could save That's so much right. more money. No one, no one will go to, to Microsoft unless they can really – unless by eliminating their used games portion, they really lower the prices of their games. Yeah. Which I, which might happen, but I don't really know. I mean, just look at everything, too. I mean, I don't know. They, they, on, they have to have a conference. I'm a, I'm a huge Xbox fan. You know that. And I'm really disappointed because everything I have seen that they're rolling out, I'm just not interested. I'm like, I, you know, digital is going to be a future. The idea of being able to pull from a, you know, a, a digital market kind of like Steam. Microsoft digital market is trash. Sony's digital yeah. market is amazing. I love their, I love their, their design, everything. It almost makes me want to go back again and just start buying games from their store because it looks so good. And the fact, yeah. and the new one that I can play, you know, while I'm downloading. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a big deal. That guy Kai is big old ace in the hole. Oh my uh, god, yeah. For that yeah. kind of stuff. Needless but. to say, I think we definitely are are in agreement that Microsoft needs to have their conference, and they need they need to announce it tomorrow. I mean, they just need to get something out because I have not heard one good thing said about them since the PlayStation conference. Yep every every piece of news that's coming out it has a negative slant, and there's not a lot of news because PlayStation yeah. is dominating the conversation. Oh my god, uh, yeah. Well, that's 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 kind of all we have. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to briefly mention is that the developers of the Unfinished Swan briefly released today that they are working on a new game, and then it's called uh, right now Edith Finch. But they um, that release that press release has been removed from the PlayStation website, um, 
they said it's you know just getting underway. It took them three years for Unfinished Swan, but yeah. they just wanted people to know: yes, we are working on a new game, and it's a it, it appears to be a fresh IP. And we will um, all be excited when that comes out. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Unfinished Swan, one of uh, one of the best games that came out last year. Mm. Um, great, great for your money. Pick it up. Uh, I I should. Get a review of that whenever, whenever I get a chance. But uh, but excellent game as well. But uh, let's, yeah, let's coming move on into South by, I'll go ahead and yeah. kick, kick this off with Tomb Raider. I think one of the coolest things I went to and I wrote about him in my. Uh, hey, I have a new follower on IGN. Awesome. Hey, that's that means it's working. I saw you put that review up the other morning. Yeah, I've been I've been getting a couple too. So I'm glad people are paying attention, whether or not you're listening to yes, a podcast to <laughs> or uh, or anything. But we we appreciate everything. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know on on IGN as well. But we appreciate you looking at our blogs, um, following following the, our blogs on IGN and yeah. uh, our WordPress blog, and of course tuning into our podcast. It's uh, it's a lot of fun for us. It is. I I, I enjoy it. Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, so before South we dive by. too much, yeah, let, yeah let's let's exp- let me explain a little bit about uh, for those that might not know. South by Southwest is this big festival that happens in Austin, and it That's has a, a music portion, uh, film festival, and then it also has what's called South by Southwest Interactive, which is technology. Things like Twitter and Foursquare were launched at South by Southwest Interactive. Uh, South by Southwest Interactive has also in the last few years. Because uh, as the game community in the Austin area has grown, so has uh, the interest in it. And so South by Southwest Interactive puts on what's called the Screen Burn Arcade, um, which is sort of like a little mini three. And I went last year very briefly, but I'm going to let Brian share his experience. So you were talking about uh, meeting the guys from Tomb Raider. Yes, that was the coolest, coolest thing I have to say. Um, that I got to hang out and uh and and talk with the guys who did the sound design behind Tomb Raider. I did not write this in my review mainly because I knew I was going to talk about it here. Um, and it's that I think it's just it was just remarkable, and it's really it really is an important role in Tomb Raider. One of the coolest things, as I really did mention, um, I did mention it once in my review on how I think it's one of the best headshots around kind of game because of the way. It's executed in, in the sound cue that you get when you get a headshot with that bow and arrow. But it goes beyond that. It really goes into just the design and, and opening doors and the progression and the percussion system and the way it comes in when you're fighting or when you're being stealth. It, it really is perfect. It exists in the background. It doesn't annoy you. you don't, it doesn't even call attention to itself. It's just there, and it honestly helps push the drive of, of Laura in these weird situations and in these moments where... It's like serene, and they did a great example within how the beginning of the game, this eight foot device they created, this crazy eight foot device that made all these like crazy ass sounds, is really implemented at the beginning of the game because it's supposed to make you feel like you're somewhere that you've never been before, and it's really true. Like you're like, I have no idea. I've never heard these sounds before in my life, and I have no idea where I am, and it really adds the intensity of the entire experience. And then you're pushed out and you go through all this stuff and all this crazy things happen and then once you're out and you're free and you're and you, you know you're busted down Laura already this is like 30 minutes into the game they play Laura Croft's um you know theme on a piano on the thing that you know your ears are beyond attuned to and and it's instantly familiar and it feels like a relief and I mean and that's just that's just the beginning of the game and I thought it was just phenomenal to listen to these guys talk about how they thought about and created the sound behind Tomb Raider. 
Yeah, excellent. That that does sound like a really cool experience. Um, getting to getting a little bit of insight into really the 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 amount of time that people spend on sound in games. And yeah. I think it, it sometimes gets overshadowed by um, you and I talked about briefly once that like you know I could recognize the Uncharted score like the the music from you know other rooms away and that kind of stuff i don't have mm-hmm. to see the game and i know hey that's one two or three uh depending on the the, the score that's being played and uh and that's really cool and, and that takes a lot of time but a lot of times that aspect can really overshadow the sound in games um and the rest of the sound you know not just the music um and and i think it's really cool the amount of work that these guys have put in uh, to something like that, and and to see it pay off in the game, I haven't played Tomb Raider yet, but I trust you um, that that that's really awesome that they yeah, could you great. know to to think about all that and really enwrap you in the experience yeah, that way. It was crazy, and um, and yeah, and then you know I got I got some other things I can I can move out of because I know if, if you want to hear more or read more, it is it is in the review. I thought it was a great game, and and that was definitely one of the, just one of the highlights. And I got to even sit down and talk with them after the conference, which was really cool. Went to go get a beer, and and they were there, and they were kind of appreciative that I was like, dude, that was awesome. And so we got to talk <laughs> talk a little bit more after that. Um, but my second favorite, uh, we are a week belated a little bit, so this game is out. But I got to see a lot of stuff on Gears of War, and uh, actually got a signed poster from those guys too. So did you know like sixty other people? But you didn't. Who's listening? <laughs> those right. you weren't there. So uh, <laughs> not you, Drew. I'm talking. Well, you didn't either. But <laughs> I didn't. I didn't either. Um, so it is out. Um, I, I thought it was interesting what they show. They show that they were going to add tower defenses in the campaign and. And the way the weapon system now doesn't allow you to carry two primaries. Uh, and they have like a star system in the game that is going to help you unlock certain things. Or, you know, instead of like achievements, you're fighting to get like three stars per each level, which requires you to backtrack. Uh, all in all, I think, I mean, the biggest thing was just like, it was cool that they were adding some of these things. But at the same time, I, I feel the same as about Gears of War as I do about God of War. Both the GOWs this year feel, feel like the end of a console generation right they're holding back yeah it feels it's like oh cool same game you know cool it's you know obviously really really uh well built and and everything is perfectly refined but in the end i mean it's the same it's the same freaking game what's what's kind of interesting um from what i'm i'm seeing and gathering from from reviews and that kind of stuff is people kind of expected god of war because it's adding multiplayer to be a new experience for the series, even though it is, you know, not necessarily a progression of the series. They expected the game to kind of reinvent itself around this multiplayer aspect and the fact that you're not a god yet, so you're not quite as powerful. Yeah, but from everything I've seen, that looks incorrect. Yeah, exactly. And then and then that's kind of just turned out to not really be the case. On the other hand, Gears of War, everybody thought, you know, what are they going to do? It's just another shooter, and it's going to be the prequel, and it's going to be Gears of War, so it's going to be good, but it's going to be the same. But like you're talking about with the, with the star system, the yeah. tower defense system, new multiplayer modes where you can switch sides, I, mm-hmm. I hear. Um, yeah, you can, you can um, and, uh, um, oh, uh, what's it called? Overrun, I think is what it's called. Yeah, you can, you can switch between being a locust and uh, and being, yeah, 
And then, uh, and so, so that's really cool. And then they also have these things where you can like opt into a more difficult challenge. Yeah. You can do the declassified missions. Right. And so they, they cut to like a flashback where it says, Oh, and we did this and all we had were shotguns or whatever. Right. So then you have to play through the mission with only a shotgun and it makes it that much harder on you. Yeah. They Uh, definitely, they definitely, um, enhance the experience i'd say but right. at the well, same time it's still man i haven't yeah. played it i guess i really can't talk that bad about it so so from what i understand gears of war ended up being more of a reinvention and reimagining of the series right. than god of war did even though people thought god of war with the multiplayer was going to be the one to watch um which makes so. sense too when you look at the developing wise because people can't fly to you know develop gears of war Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't epic, right? Whereas it's still Sony Santa Monica. Right. Granted, uh, David Jaffe is no longer there. Um, he's moved on to That's some true. smaller experiences and that kind of stuff. But he he wasn't super heavily. I mean, well, no, he wasn't God of War three. But it, we'll we'll see where the series goes. Yeah, uh, that'd be interesting. They they seem to have a big tease in three that there that you know that, that there will be a four. I don't know if you have you heard about that. Uh, not not exactly. No. Yeah, there was like a picture in in Ascension, um, and it had like a code on it, and the picture was like uh, I don't even, I can't even remember now, uh, but the code when, when they broke it had said there was a prophecy. You know, it was something about how there was a prophecy that when the world stopped turning, something would happen, and this is the one that scares me the most, and it's from. Uh, what's her face? Who was at the end of God of War three? Uh, uh, crap. Athena. Athena. Yeah, it's yeah. from it's Athena's prophecy. So okay. and then it and it shows like you know it shows like I think Mount Olympus on fire and then like the uh, uh, the globe like not moving and then I think that's like the idea that you know the next progression is this next prophecy that scared the bejeebers out of her. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty. Well, yeah, cool. I, I had not seen that. Um, um, so yeah, I got the, I got the, those are two of the coolest, um, conferences. The whole thing, the whole show is really amazing though. It's, it really is like a, it's like a, you know, Austin's own mini E3, just not as intense. Um, and I got to hang out with uh, some really cool indie developers here in Austin and, and also in, uh, mobile, uh, I mean, uh, web browsing developers who, who develop games that you can actually just play from your web browser for free, uh, that are, that are like command and conquer kind of style, you know, those RTSs, which was really cool. And they actually, and it looked really awesome. And Hi. sadly, I don't remember any of their names. So I just really wanted to say it was awesome. And then I can't tell you who they are. And I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> be, look, be looking out for uh, cool web browser games. Though. Yes, they they are at, out there. They're there. It's by some developer in San Francisco. Um, but the two that I do know the names to that I got to play. Uh, that I thought are, are, you know, in this new free-to-play market were Hawken and a game called Loadout. That was the game, Drew, that I was telling you about that I was, like, in love with. Yeah. Have you heard about Loadout? Uh, I have not, other than from you. Dude, uh, it is amazing. It was, it looked very much like Team Fortress, only insanely violent. Like, if you shot somebody's arm and they were almost dead, it'd be, like, hanging off just by the bone. It was weird, and it was it was just I mean it was just really solid game with with great gameplay. Um, and yeah, it's called Loadout. I mean, really, if you just look it up, it's a free to play game. It, it was a blast. It's got great uh, customization. 
And, I mean, if you like, it really seems like if you like Team Fortress, you're going to love this game. Excellent. That sounds sounds like a good one. And then uh, tell us a little bit about Hawken. And Hawken, I think a lot of people have already heard about. I'm not a big mech fan, but this is the free-to-play epic mech warfare game where you build up your own mech and then you go to you go to the streets and you whoop some ass with it um, against other people. And that's essentially all it is. And it, it was cool. It was fun to play, but I'm, I hate mechs. I hate mech games. But if any of you yeah. guys out there love it, then, I again, it's free-to-play. Get on there. Check it out. It's well worth your time and money. Man, I'll tell you a brief story right now. I, uh, my friend Lance and I, we uh, back in the day played some some couch co-op. I believe it was Armored Core Three. Armored Core, yeah. Yeah, we used to be we used to be super intense on Armored Core Armored Core Three, and uh, and we played played a lot of like, all right, build up your mech. Like we turn the restrictions off or whatever, and you just build whichever one you want, and then we'd go at it. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, those were always interesting. It's uh, they are it's, they're, they're yeah, interesting they're, games, but they're just weird. I don't know. I'm just not a big mech yeah, fan. They're they're not for everyone. I agree. Um, um so yeah, those were those were the, the kind of the free to play, and you know, and then just just really all around the games were cool. The conferences were really cool. I got to learn a lot. I got to see the piston. Um, which is, Excellent. If, you, if you don't know, everybody thought it was like the steam box. It's called the piston. It's by XI3. It's not impressive. Um, I didn't think it was impressive at all. I, I got to play Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, I mean Call of Duty Black Ops 2 on it, and it ran worse than it did on my Xbox. Really? Yeah, so I don't really know what that thing, and it's $1,000 for the good That's That sounds like their fault. Yes. You know what I mean? It, it, it sounds like they didn't put the right settings on it, because from what I understand, it's a PC. It's supposed a to be pretty yeah, high it's end. It's supposed PC. to be a pretty high end PC that even has exchangeable parts. But from everything I saw and heard, for the price tag, that's it's a bunch of malarkey. Yeah, looks like it sounds like you could probably build build a PC better than that. Yeah, you uh, could for the thousand dollars. You could build a pretty solid PC. It is cool that it's tiny. It's really light. It fits in the back of your TV. You could literally well, screw no. it into those holes in the back of your TV. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, the interchangeable parts, like very easily interchangeable yeah. parts, is is really nice to have. So if it ends up actually running like a PC, it's pretty sweet. But well, well I think well, I think we need to probably wait wait some more. They were taking pre-orders, but maybe but I I would tell. wait till that one's out if yeah. I were if I were anyone really. Yeah, I would definitely <laughs> wait. Um, and that that really that was E three. I mean, that was it. That was that was everything. Um, those were really the biggest ones I thought I, I could hit on for everybody that really mattered. The rest of it, you know, I could bore you. Um, you probably wouldn't find it that interesting. So uh, that was my first game conference experience and my first uh, interactive experience at South by Southwest. Excellent. All right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I uh, yeah, being out of Austin, I, I missed that one this year. I went last year. Uh, big games that were there last year were Starhawk. Yeah. And then, oh man, it's a free to play online shooter game now. Something about falling and you fall in these little pods onto the planet and try to defend it. And I'm planet not doing side? this game justice. No, it wasn't Planet Side, but I'm not doing this game justice. It's a, it's actually a pretty darn good game. Uh, it was a fun shooter. But then the the other cool thing about that conference is like. Uh, they set up an IGN Pro League, yep, uh, StarCraft yes. stuff, and That's that kind true. of stuff. IPL and then, is there. Right, and then they do, um, what is it, Alienware. Dell owns Alienware now, and Dell is housed outside of Austin, for those of you all that don't know. And uh, it, um, 
is pretty awesome. They uh, they bring this massive like tower setup, and they had people playing shoot mania against each other last year. Uh, doing a little capture the flag action, mm-hmm. and you could sit and in these stands and watch two teams play against each other, and you could sign up and play um, if you wanted to. But so, and then you get free swag. So I got yes, uh, Starhawk shirt. Yeah, I got a Starhawk shirt and uh, an Alienware shirt that are pretty pretty nice uh, that I still wear and that kind of stuff. So nice. Well, what else we got, Drew? Uh, it looks like. Um, Pretty much, we're uh, oh, let's we got we got a couple of valve announcements. We we briefly mentioned Steambox, so I almost rolled over this. Um, but Valve has announced uh, early access on Steam, and this is this is a little bit um, like what the PS4 was promising. Um, and so so that's interesting. It's uh, you get a chance to play the game during uh, sometimes the development of the game, sometimes during download. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but they're, uh, you know, Steam is a powerhouse. Valve is a is a powerhouse yeah. company, um, and they're actually making it possible for uh, games like Arma Three is kind of the the most well known. Yeah, that's one. The, definitely the biggest one. Yeah, uh, Arma Two was a big deal. Even bigger than that was uh, Daisy. Daisy, yeah, which, which is spawned a out of. Armor Two mod, yeah. Right, it was an it was an Armor Two mod, and is now a, a standalone game. Um, it's but, definitely really cool that they're doing that. I, I thought that was. I mean, who knows what kind of games we'll get there? Hopefully, some really good ones, like more like like Armor Three, will get on there. Um, but that is really interesting. That that uh, yeah, Steam is kind of already in, already jumping in to the market of being able to play uh, play early game releases, early access to games that are in development. That's that's a really interesting concept. Yeah. That's uh, that is. So now it's uh, it's your turn to enlighten us with what's going on in the uh, world of film, yes. Brian. Well, you know, we always like to do some movie news, and luckily we didn't this last week because I really had nothing. Um, but this week, The Hobbit came out in 3D. Gotta, I gotta lay that out there because I love that movie, and I bought it, and I plan on watching it soon, as my Facebook has stated. <laughs> uh, but. For all you people who want some actual movie news, Josh Whedon has seen the ending of Iron Man 3, and he supposedly uh, what happened was jaw to the floor and then questions of how he's going to top that in Avengers 2. So supposedly, Iron, yeah, supposedly Iron Man's three ending was so good that it like tops any other Marvel movie that has come out, and that includes the Avengers. And the yeah. Avengers ending was pretty damn good. Yeah, <laughs> that that final battle in the Avengers is something else. So, so I am really excited to get my uh, eyes on Iron Man three. Um, and That's then the, the, the new trailers that have been out for that, you should definitely check out. Oh, if you yeah. haven't seen them yet. Uh, oh, yeah. Those are those are excellent. They're so it's gonna be good. I'm I'm definitely excited. Um, uh, oh man, I'm I, I lost his name. Uh, who plays the Mandarin? Oh, I don't know. Oh, God. oh Ben Kingsley. That's right. Uh, it's gonna be he's gonna steal that show. I think I think he's gonna steal it. I think uh, probably, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think some really big news for some people, especially me, because I love comics, you know, to stay in the comic universe. Wolverine will have its first full trailer in theaters, both 3D and 2D, the 29th. And since they said 3D and 2D, I'm thinking it's going to be in front of G.I. Joe. That's what's coming out that weekend. It's in 3D. So be prepared for an awesome full Wolverine trailer. The teaser for that trailer will hit on the 27th. 
Nice. That's uh, that's definitely one to look out for. And speaking of teasers, I don't know if any of you are as excited as I am to see this, but I'm a huge fan of the Battlefield series, as Drew will tell you. I am one of the few million who purchased the premium for Battlefield Three, and I'm finally that's getting right. yeah, finally getting in game. Yeah, it was like it's it's just now finishing up. Yeah, it's just now. I definitely think it was well worth the fifty bucks. Battle. I mean, I'm still playing Battlefield Three, you know, and it's been out for that long. And Battlefield 4 is going to get, well, who knows what, what kind of reveal, but they've got all sorts of crap all over the place saying get ready for March 27th. So, Yeah, well, let's, let's hope it's something good. Uh, the first we heard of Battlefield 4 was pretty lame. It's uh, when they were talking about buy, buy Metal yeah. Modern and you get this uh, Battlefield 4 beta access or whatever. That was and awful. Of course, you know, the Medal of Honor games are Suck. really bad. <laughs> there's, there's really no other way to put that. No, there's not. There's a reason why they discontinued that series. Uh-huh. And it's really sad because what was the what, Because back in the early PS2? 90s, it was good. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> was like, in the uh, 90s and in the... Was it Medal of Honor Airborne? PS2. Was that what it was? Uh, no, before no, that. Before Frontline, that. I think. Frontline. I think Medal of Honor Frontline is the last one that I played that I thought was really good. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like the first Call of Duty-esque game. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. And actually, a lot of the guys that worked on the early Medal of Honor games ended up creating Call of Duty. And I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. It was good, but it's it's such an afterthought, especially when you consider like Call of Duty 2 when that hit the market and you had the D-Day, Storm the Beach. Oh, my God, that game was... Oh, absolutely. That's, the that's 90s Call, were Call definitely, of Duty absolutely stole the show. 90s to the early 1000s, we saw some true innovation. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get some more here pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, that's really, I don't know, the biggest jump in gaming still absolutely um, has to be like when you went from from cartridge to disc kind of thing, right? Like. Mm-hmm. And then again, I mean, it was still pretty huge when you like PS2 going to the PS2 from the things, but but nothing will ever replace like I guess not even not even cartridge to disc, but like you think about Super Nintendo to N64, and it's like you play Super Mario World three or whatever on your Super Nintendo, and it's still side scrolling action platform. And then you open up Super Mario sixty four. And you can run around like anywhere, right? Like you have that yeah. huge castle. And I, well, I, nothing will top. That's a big jump. Yeah, nothing will top the, the console jump. But I, yeah. I meant like, I mean, game innovation. I mean, the last game innovation that happened. Well, let's just let's just make it easy because there, there's been a few. But you know, in, in the shooter market, the last the last two things that changed anything were the Gears of War and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And ever since then, everything has mimicked both of those. Yep, the, uh, the the cover system. Yep, the cover system, and then the intensity, and the controls, and online from and the online uh, from Call of Duty. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like every every online is either follows the Halo model or the Call of oh, Duty the Call of Duty model, and I mean that's what I hope. I hope with maybe the even next gen. even Halo. Started, copy, yeah, started getting a little closer to that Call of Duty yeah, model. Yeah, it did Halo Four. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Uh, you know, that's actually that's a good question to end this on, since we are uh, a little bit earlier than usual, which I'm sure all you people like. Who wants to listen to us talk for an hour, right? Uh, 
do you think in the next gen, because everybody says that this console went so long, which is why there wasn't as much innovation after those games, supposedly, that the next generation consoles will bring in a, a, some sort of, you know, obviously we're not going to see the console jump anymore. That, that's just past. I mean, it's just long past. If you want a real jump, then you need to get a PC. Because that's the only way you're going to get a graphical, a graph, you know, just an all-around gameplay, you know, intensity, and, and, I mean, change. But do you think that we'll see, and again, I'll just, I'll just keep it with one genre, a new model for first-person shooters. For first-person shooters, I don't. I really don't know what else you can do. Um, you, what do you think? What do you think Bungie is going to do with Destiny? And that, that you know, I'll actually answer this first. Just, yeah. just get my opinion. I, I don't think we'll see anything probably new in the control scheme, but I, you know, it's not going to be an innovation for for people who just play console. It will be an in- innovation for people who just play consoles, but not for people who game. Um, but I right. think to the console systems, that the next innovation, if you want to call it that, is going to be games like Destiny, where games like Planet Side and Dust 514, the free-to-play first-person shooter, constantly evolving world, will probably be the only thing that, that really does change the game a little bit for first-person yeah. shooters. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of where, where I was going to go with this as well. Is I think on a whole, the, the next in, in all genres, the next thing is, is connectivity. Yeah. Um, and, and the way that you do that, and you see that in games like SimCity, yeah. Um, the the way that the new SimCity runs, the way they build the servers, right? Well, and it's like I build one city, and you build a city next door, and we share resources and stuff, and we right. can't just forever expand our cities. We only have a little bit of space, so we have to share with one another, whatever. So I think I think that kind of connectivity is what's going to continue to to change games, and part of that shows up in in destiny right like i think it will have great halo style first person shooter controls um and and be really good in the gameplay mechanic that way but then it it is this constantly evolving always yeah. on changing world and it also i mean they're pulling the online style of of journey almost and and you can learn a, you can kind of figure out what i mean if you've played it or if you read my review but like you don't have to know somebody to show up in their game. Right, yeah. Right? And, and like, that's, they, they gave this example in Destiny where, like, two people were going into this level and a third person that was a higher level came in and just, like, cleaned house for them and then helped them to a certain extent and then left, right? And right. Jumped, off the, jumped off the world and went on to, to do whatever the heck else they wanted to do. And they didn't like voice chat with this person. They didn't even whatever. But it, like they now have this cool story of like, oh, Desperado 718 came in and like cleaned house for us and then guided us exactly where we needed to go and then left us on our own to continue the mission. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's those kinds of experiences that come out of connectivity that are going to, to be the things that change our gameplay experiences for the better or worse. That's um, what I, I was about to ask you, actually, the follow-up question to that I had to uh, say before we close out. It's in the future of interconnectivity, cheats. You mean like in the sense of like, can, yeah, like can someone just come and beat the yeah. game for me? Or right? maybe not even that. What I'm, I'm talking like, you know, we're talking about like, you know, player versus player, Call of Duty bullcrap. You know, with with uh, with just more people, and you can you see it with Call of Duty, you know, and and now with Halo, using modded controllers and mods and all this stuff, and that really kills the experience. 
Yeah. Um, and hopefully, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the big, that's, that is a question I have no answer to. And I just hope that somehow they find a way to, to minimize the effect of, 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 of just, I mean, just people who come on there, you know, with their freaking what, with their aim bots and, and they make the game just not fun. They take away all the strategy yep. and, and the human element of it. Yeah. It, uh, it goes from being a, a skill based game right. to being, uh, kind of you know pay to win game kind of thing right yeah. like if i if i or or you know you know credit to them for being smart enough if they're the one that developed their own mod or whatever right. like that's really that's really cool and and more power to you but it oftentimes breaks the game yep right like you know i want to if somebody who's you know in major league gaming wipes the floor with me in Call of Duty, like that's awesome. That's if fine. somebody, Still. right, absolutely, and at least maybe I could feel like I had a chance, right? Right. But if somebody with a with a modded controller or a um, or you know an extra headshot aim assist or something, um, because they because they modded their game comes in, then you know like I have no chance, and maybe that's the one thing that you know at least these always connected games would be able to find. Yeah, maybe those discrepancies in code. Um, and you know, whereas the PS4 might not always be online, when you are online, they can still. Yeah, it, you know, it still reads all your data. So, we'll yes, time will tell. Yep. All right. So we'll we'll leave y'all with those thoughts, uh, and we'll, we'll give a little bit of uh, our information. So you can always you can find us online. You can find us on uh, game uh, IGN as well as game consoles. I'm Blaze DDI, and Brian is Hitman BK. Uh, those are those are all fluid, no marks or anything. Just Hitman BK and Blaze DDI. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Texas DI. You can also follow Gamers First on Twitter at Gamers One ST. Um, and then our website is Gamers First Podcast, and you spell out all the words. Gamers, F-I-R-S-T, podcast.wordpress.com. Um, so check us out on there. You can also follow our My IGN blogs. Again, Blaze DDI and Hitman BK. So that's how you find us. Um, we'll talk to you next week. Until yes. then, y'all take care. And remember, I agree <laughs> I just want to see